Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Monsters with Taylor Dahl. It's like beer and brats. A perfect combination. You know the deal. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Making Monsters. It's been a little bit. Um, things have been a little chaotic for me and excuse my voice right now. I've been dealing with a whole bunch of sinus allergy issues. So my voice is going in and out as we go. But uh, week one of football just passed and it it wasn't very fun. We had a lot of issues. And at this point now we are several days into talking about all the issues and all of the things that need to be fixed and how concerned we are. Um, But that's not what about what that's not what making monsters is about. Uh, Obviously, making monsters is about taking and hoping that you have monsters to talk about. And last week, there wasn't a whole lot. Um, I was kind of running through my mind of Roshan because Roshan later in the game really kind of sparked some fire in the Bears offense, and that was exciting to see. But I just have a feeling that we are going to have a 100-plus yard touchdown or two game from Roshan coming up, and I don't want to do a waste an episode almost on that when I know, and uh, maybe possibly this week or in one of these following weeks, we are going to be talking about a massive game from Roshan Johnson. Um, Obviously, Darnell Wright, too, was the highest-graded offensive lineman. That doesn't say a whole lot because the offensive line was so bad, but there really were, when you go back and watch snap-by-snap, what Darnell Wright was doing, especially in his first game in the NFL at that right tackle position, not having much help at all on the rest of the offensive line. He performed pretty dang well. Um, So I'm expecting that to just keep improving, and it's really exciting. Um, We need Tevin back. Hopefully he's back and healthy in five weeks because – it was not ideal. It was not pretty. Um, there, there's a couple names that you could have gone beyond that. I think you you may have been able to say uh, Tyreek Stevenson. There were some flashes of Tyreek Stevenson. Uh, he, there was a couple of whiffed plays, but uh, for the most part, you really were seeing him all over the field. You were seeing him find the ball. You were seeing him make contact. You were seeing him make some pretty solid tackles, um, and that was exciting. But again, he's another player that I expect to have a like massive breakout game And I don't want to use an episode on him when in a few weeks I can be talking about his first NFL interception. So it kind of started dwindling down of what we could possibly do for this. And it leads us to Trenton Gill. Trenton Gill, obviously the punter, had to punt four times this week. Uh, He punted for 212 yards, averaging 53 yards a punt. And there were several times where I want to say they were all – two of them at least were from our own – from Chicago's 20. And so they were just – not ideal situations and when you're punting that many times and when you're the offense was looking as stagnant as it was for a large portion of the game your punter is important and he was able to do his job at a at a high level and that's pretty much what we've seen from him from day one so I have a couple people that I'm talking to today um his high school coach Scott Lucemore from Cedar Ridge High School is um going to join me and talk a little bit about the start of Trent Gill 
kicking career in high school. And then also I have Henry Trevathan. He is the high school, I think it's the director of high school relations for NC State, which is obviously where Trenton Gill played high school football. He did not play soccer in high school. He kind of at that point was just punting and kicking. Uh, so kind of talk about how that transitioned and what got him into that starting role because he was behind somebody who was in the NFL, who was kicking for the Raiders in the NFL now. So he was behind a high talent and was still able to kind of be patient and earn that job. So it's a really cool story, and it's usually not somebody we talk a whole lot about. So I was really interested to learn a little bit more about Gil because he just seems like a super likable person. And like I said, this last week was uh, probably one of the highlights of what, if you could pick any highlights from that game. So let's go ahead and jump into the interviews with Coach Moore to start, and then we will get to Henry Trevathan. All right, now I am joined by Coach Scott Loosemore. He's a former coach at Cedar Ridge High School. And the reason we are talking to Coach Loosemore is because he was the high school coach of Trenton Gill. Uh, obviously, Trenton Gill is the punter for the Chicago Bears. The Bears drafted him last season. And it's been pretty positive from game one, Coach. And so, first of all, thanks for hopping on with me. I really appreciate it. When I reached out, your immediate words were that Trenton Gill was one of your favorite players. Oh, uh, but yeah, by far. Um, you know, Trent was not only probably the hardest working kicker I've ever had, um, but was probably one of the hardest working players I've ever had. So he was a he was a joy to coach. Love to hear that. Uh, so walk me back a little bit to the start of Gil, uh, a little bit about his story deciding to join the football team, because the little bits that I have read about him and have learned about him, obviously he was major majority soccer player. That was kind of his sport, but he loved football. Exactly. So he mm -hmm. wanted to um, be a part of the football team in some way and that he didn't have the time to do the quarterbacking position when he was playing soccer. So tell us a little bit about the start of that and how he ended up on the football team. Um, well, we, so I got, got to Cedar Ridge. Um, I guess it was um, Trent's junior year okay. um they had actually talked trent into playing his sophomore year um but we immediately immediately could tell he was gonna be a good kicker i mean you know guys six foot four mm -hmm. i mean he obviously wasn't six foot four in high school but <laughs> uh by the time he was a by the time he was a senior he was he was pretty close to that if not uh that that height but um you could tell immediately um that he was going to be a special kicker um you know, dealing with or having coached football for 35 years now, you can just hear the way the ball comes off of off of their foot um, differently when they're when they're special. Um, and when Trent hit the ball, it was just you could just hear it. I mean, and so we knew he was going to be good. Um, you know, we actually still continued to share him with soccer. He played both sports. Um, and in North Carolina, you play, they play soccer and football in the same season. Okay. Um, so Trent, Trent was playing both, both sports, but he would come and practice us with us, you know, during our special teams periods and then we'd go to soccer. And then obviously they didn't have soccer games on Friday nights. So we were, we were lucky to keep him and be able to have him kick for us on Friday nights. 
Well, his leg was getting a lot of use then in those couple seasons. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. The, the reason that I'm doing the podcast this week on Trent and Gill is the, the gist of Making Monsters, this podcast, is I kind of – I like to go beyond the X's and O's and really learn about these guys and how they got to the NFL in general. And usually I kind of go off – I pick a player who performed well the week before, and it's usually not a punter. But uh, this week I think it, it was hard not to pick Trent and Gill, and there was a couple times last season that I wanted to go to. But he, he kicked – he punted four times in the game last week, which was not a very good week one game for the Chicago Bears. But for 212 yards, averaging 53 yards a punt, um, and his leg just kind of seems to be like that in a while. The, the strength of his leg has what I have heard has been talked about from high school and from beyond. So when you are in high school, though, Coach, you a lot of times these guys are playing multiple positions. And I believe that – did he mm-hmm. kick field goals also when he was there? Uh, he did all all of our kicking. Okay. So he did the punting, um, kickoffs, and extra points. Okay. Um, and I was funny. I was just talking to uh, one of my fellow teachers. Well, actually, as one of the assistant principals here, because I had to have a meeting with them before before you called, and I was telling them that I was going to be talking to you and uh, told them about Trent. And I think Trent was like, I, I can't remember the exact numbers, um, but I think he was like on kickoffs his senior year, he was like 43 or 45 wow. that were in the end zone. And all of those were like about 10 yards into the end zone. Um, uh, and, and, you know, so it was, it was actually harder to coach the kickoff team <laughs> than it was anything with Trent because, you know, those guys knew that he was going to kick it in the end zone. So they would, you know, they, they weren't real big on running down the field, but, mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, he did that. And then, like I said, he did do our extra points and our field goals. And I forget, he, he was, um, 10 of 12 or 11 of 13. The two field goals that he missed were blocked. They weren't, he didn't miss them. They just got blocked. Um, and then, um, his punt average was like a 40, 43 yard average, which is extremely good for high school. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, he can, I mean, he was, you know, like I said, he was just a, a special player and, and he, he had talked uh, about wanting to maybe try to play a different position his, his senior year, but it just, you know, because of the fact that we shared him with soccer and everything, it just wasn't possible. Yeah. And honestly, it seems like it's panned out pretty well for him so far. And you, you would hope <laughs> not to have to punt obviously in games when you're watching football games and you are punting consistent, uh, consistently and over and over again, and you're having three and outs. That's not really fun when you're watching, but it is obviously nice to have someone that you can rely on that can put the ball on the money and has the leg, uh, the leg strength yeah. to be able to get it to where you, you, you know, to not give you, this opposing team good field position constantly and that's kind of what happened this last week and we saw it uh several times last week with Trent and Gill and then last year too coach it was almost like I said from game one we were like okay this is going to be kind of fun and Bears fans were a little concerned because the punter that they had had for a long time just left the team to go play for the Packers and so there was a little bit of concern in that punting area and it almost just kind of went away um but it's it when you are on that, when you're, this offense isn't really clicking and things are maybe going a little slow when the, the game is starting and you're waiting for this offense to start clicking in, in any cylinder, um, those big moments of punting can be massive. And I, ha- I haven't noticed any nerves from Gil whatsoever, and this is from game one last season right. in Chicago. Was that always something he had, that confidence, at least in his leg power? Yeah, I mean, the only time I I really remember him being nervous at all was like early, very early in his career um, as a kicker. But by the time he got, by the end of his junior year and going into his senior year, he was extremely confident. I mean, 
um, you know, in high school, having a good kicker, and even and really even in college and the NFL, I mean, having a good kicker is is a weapon. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, especially especially in high school because if you can get a guy that's going to pin them deep um, every time, you know, obviously we didn't. Every time we kicked off, the other team was starting on their own twenty yard line because mm-hmm. we he kicked everything in the end zone. Um, and then the the couple of specialty kicks that we would do with him on kickoffs, he would kick the ball so high that there was there wasn't a return. You know, yeah. they couldn't. We were down the field before they could return it. Um, so, no, I mean to answer your question, no, he's I've I've never known Trent not to be confident in what he's doing. Um, he's you know he he's just such a he's such a hard worker. I don't know how he can't be confident in everything yeah. he does. I mean, it, you know he. He would go. He would go in the weight room and outwork all the guys that were, you know, the, the linebackers, the DBs, the offensive linemen, the running backs. I mean, he outworked all those guys. I mean, it was it was it was pretty special to watch him transform his body from the time he was a, a sophomore in high school. Because I did know him as in the spring of his sophomore year. Um, from that year to his senior year, I think he I think he actually put on like 40, 40 pounds or something like that. And oh. I mean, some of that was due to the fact that he got taller but it was because he worked hard in the weight room and he put muscle weight on as well but I think that had a lot to do with his confidence as well just the fact that he worked so hard in the weight room and you know he and getting stronger and and all that um Trent just I mean he was just a relentless worker I mean if he wasn't you know when he was doing the weight room or practice and then he worked on weekends he went and saw a kicking specialist here in North Carolina that he worked with on the weekends Mm -hmm. Um, and that guy's worked with a lot of professional kickers. So, um, but no, he, I never saw Trent nervous about anything, to be honest with you. Yeah. And which the work ethic side definitely shows because he was one of the it, most, a lot of punters don't get drafted in the NFL and he was one of the, the few that did get drafted. And so that's a cool story, which I'll get to in a second of, of draft day, but funny story coach, because the, the first NFL game last season uh, that he played in was the bears versus the Niners at home in Chicago, monsoon rain, crazy storm. Obviously Chicago's a hard place to kick. It's really windy. The weather's all over the place. And he just, he crushed it all season long. And it was, it was really impressive to watch him do it. But there he got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty um, because he used the towel to dry the surface around of the, of the area of the ball. And everybody in the stands was kind of like, what? We didn't even know that was a penalty. You can't dry off anything. Was that something you were aware of was a rule? Uh, no, not considering, you know, I, I can't remember what, what year it was, but I, I remember the, which wasn't it the New England game where they brought the snowblower out <laughs> yeah. to blow the field off for the kicker. <laughs> yeah. So how's that, how's that legal, but it's not legal to draw it off the turf. I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, it didn't. It was really weird. And I think from that moment though, just because it was such a weird quirky thing and the way that trend go responded to it was still very calm and at ease and he still did what he needed to do. And so bears fans were like, okay, we like this kid in his first NFL game, weird things are happening and he's already handling it like a pro. Uh, so they already have shirts actually. I don't know if you've seen them, but they call him guillotine is like his kind of nickname here in Chicago. So it's fun for that. A couple more for you coach, before I let you go. Um, Tell us a, a little bit about the type of person Gil is, because like I said, this podcast is beyond the X's and O's, beyond the football field, right. and I've heard so many good things about him helping the community. And when I spoke to, which I think you, I think you may have known, um, do you know the director? It's like the relation, the high school relations at NC State, Henry Trevathan. 
Oh, yeah. Um, Henry and I worked together at Elon University. I coached with okay. coach both Henry there. Yeah, because he mentioned that yeah. he had previously worked with uh, Trenton Gill's coach, so I was wondering if that was the connection. And he said that was kind of some of the reason when you called him and said, hey, I have this kid who has an extremely good leg. You should come take a look at him. And it was that kind of situation. But even he talked about just how good of a person Gill is as a person and in the locker room. Is that something that it's just been since you've known him? Oh yeah, um, I mean, and and he did obviously he did a lot more once he once he left Cedar Ridge. Um, you know, we could always count on Trent to do things when we were doing our fundraisers and things like that. Trent was always you know always there doing what he needed to do. And um, and funny, you know, it's, you don't usually consider your kicker to be one of your leaders on the team, mm-hmm. but um, Trent was actually a, a leader for for the team, especially his senior year. Um, but yeah, he he always was there to do things for us um, as far as fundraisers go. Um, I know once he got to NC State, he did um, uh, um, he raised money to build playgrounds mm-hmm. um, and, and things like that when he was at NC State. Um, so he's he's always been you know wanting to to do things in the community. Um, and then this year, I think he went back and I think he had a camp at at Cedar Ridge this past summer um for the kids for the community there um and the kids so uh trent's trent's just a very giving person i mean you know i i really you can't say i can't say enough good things about trent that's what we love to hear uh final two for you so if i read it correctly gill was the first guy drafted who attended cedar high um i think that's one of the things that i read so how does it how does it make it feel for you to watch this player who you saw just grow through high school and through his time and then be selected as one of the few punters into the nfl well i mean you know it's it's one is is as soon as i saw that he got drafted it was kind of like brought tears to my eyes because you know when when a kid works as hard as Trent has and you know and there were times that you know I talked to Trent early on in his career at NC State and and he was there were times that he was like I don't know if I want to do this or you know it was it was it was hard you know and he wasn't because you know he was the best best kicker around in high school and then you go to college and you're you know you're you're not the best anymore and you're having to work um but it didn't take long um for him to to show that you know because of his work ethic and everything else that that you know he moved past that um but you know it, i guess uh something the only thing i can probably say is there probably would not have been if i'd had a button down shirt on there wouldn't have been enough buttons on that shirt <laughs> but <laughs> my chest probably would have popped all of them off with the pride from from that because um, i just remember when he got drafted i was texting everybody about it you know that that trent had gotten drafted and how proud i was of him and um, but every, but you know, everything that Trent has accomplished, I really feel like you know now he's obviously he's he's had some good some good mentors. The guy mm-hmm. that was the other kicker, I think he's at, at with the Raiders now, yeah, if AJ, I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, he you know that guy really mentored Trent a lot. I think while he was there at NC State, um, like I said, Trent you know worked with the guy here in North Carolina, and for some reason his name is slipping my mind right now, but. Um, everything that Trent has gotten has been because Trent is just such a hard worker and he's a such a good person. I mean, he, he deserves everything he's getting right now. That's what we love to hear. Did you talk to him after or since he was drafted? Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent... 
You want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. I've texted with Trent a few times. I don't like to bother him mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm sure he's got, I'm sure he had all kinds of people reaching out to him after, after sign. And I saw, I saw what, what kind of contract he signed and everything. I was like, man, I, I'm going to text him and congratulate him. Um, but I try not to bother him because I don't want him thinking that I'm, you know, trying to ride coattails or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. I just, I, you know, I just want him to know I'm proud of him. Yeah. Which I understand. I, I was just curious as his feelings to Chicago, because I know, like I said, it's not the easiest place when you get you get drafted to a city and a field that is known for the kicking not being quite so easy, especially during the winter time. And I know it gets kind of cold in North Carolina, but not like it does in Chicago. So I was curious with that. Um, but, Coach, yeah. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, we're, we're super excited for Trenton, and I love that we were able to t- kind of just go to that next punter and find a guy that also is very likable as a person, and it makes watching him and cheering for him even easier. So I really appreciate you talking to me about him. Well, no problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you, and you have a good rest of your week. You too. Thank you. Thanks to Coach Moore for joining me when I texted him. He, his spot, his exact response was, of course, I would love to talk about one of my favorites. That's how much Trent Go means to him. And as he even mentioned, usually you're not talking about a punter being the leader of the team or the punter being this the the kind of like shining star of the team that people want to talk about. But that just seems like the kind of guy that Trent Gill was. And it's really cool to have that type of what probably will be a strong leadership in Bears special teams for a long time. So it's really fun to watch that. Uh, let's go. I mean, to see that happen and kind of unfold with the Bears. Let's go ahead and hop over to this interview now with Henry Trevathan. He, uh, again, is the director of high school relations. And because Trent Gill was not recruited, which we'll get into that in this interview, he was a walk-on. The process of that is a little bit different. So we'll get into that and get into kind of his career path as it goes and leading into the draft. 
Alrighty, now we are joined by Henry Trevathan. He's the director of high school relations at NC State Football. Obviously, we are here talking about Trenton Gill. Trenton Gill was the punter at NC State and spent five seasons there. So, Henry, thanks so much for hopping on with me. I really appreciate it. I I explained a little bit the gist of what Making Monsters is all about. And unfortunately for the Bears week one, it wasn't the it wasn't the best the best start to the season, but Trenton Go continues to impress in Chicago. And last season, almost from the get-go, people were very comfortable in his ability to be able to punt. And after losing a punter that they had for many seasons previous to that to the Packers, uh, it was very nice to have someone come in and kind of feel like he is almost immediately comfortable and on the team and able to do his job at a high rate. And so it's super exciting to watch that. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the beginning. He, What is the process for someone like a punter, when you are going to try and recruit punters or if you're trying to find guys to come and play for your football team, when you're looking at that specific position, what are you looking for that can transfer from high school to college football? Well, in in reference to Trenton Gill, he was not recruited um, like we normally would recruit a, a, a player. He was a walk-on. And okay. he he came in um, kind of through the back door. Um, uh, his high school coach was a guy that coached with me many years ago. And it was later in the recruiting season. And he called me about Trent. And we ended up having a spot, you know, uh, toward the end of the, of the recruiting cycle. And he came in as a walk-on. Uh, his first year, he was behind A.J. Cole, who, mm-hmm. who's punting, punting for the Raiders. So Trenton was able to, you know, kind of um, apprentice, as you, you might want to say, behind a pretty good one for a couple of years. Okay. Um, and then after A.J. left, Trenton became my punter. Um in terms of normally recruiting, you know, we would recruit a kicker, punter, snapper, just like we would recruit any other position. Um, the only difference is there's only one, and, you know, only one can play at mm-hmm. a time. So we don't – we typically would put a, one scholarship in each of those three positions. So it's not like we would, you know, sign two or three. Okay. Um, we might – would sign – if if we have a need for a particular specialty, we might would sign one and then maybe bring in another one as a as a walk on to um, you know create depth and also competition. Um, so you know we would recruit a particular special teams position, uh, maybe one every three or four years hoping that, you know, we could sign one who could be good enough to be our 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 kicker for several years. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the 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 uh, philosophy that we have with it. Yeah, it's all, it's an interesting one to me because I think a lot of times too, and similar to Trenton, uh, his story in high school, he was majority soccer player for the for a lot of his high school career, but just happened to love football. So you know he he would punt and he would kick for the Cedar Ridge, and just to kind of be able to be involved in the football team is that something you see a lot when it comes to kickers and punters? Absolutely. Um, Twenty years ago. You know, you didn't have 
you know, your kickers were typically, or I should say maybe 30 years ago, your kickers were typically other, other um, position players who kicked also. Mm-hmm. Um, so you may have a, uh, you know, a, a secondary player who also could kick the ball. But in the last, you know, say 20 to 30 years, the, the kicking and punting and long snapping has become a a specialty that um, a lot of kids have, have gone into it. A lot of times a soccer player will kick also. Um, but, you know, you could fill your your spots pretty easily with walk-ons mm-hmm. because there's so many of them out there. And, you know, if you look at the national scene, we have these uh, ex-players, ex-kickers who've created these camps and academies um, that specialize only in training kickers. Any, You could go to any kicker, <coughs> excuse me, across the country and they are all associated with a personal trainer mm-hmm. uh, who they've been working with, you know, the last three, four, five, six years. Um, so unlike in the past, when you got one of your current players and taught them how to kick the ball, you've got kids who are starting to train and kick, you know, in middle school and they train and, and kick all the way up to, you know, high school and, and even when they graduate, and they're all looking for places to go kick. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, the first priority would be to find a place that would sign them to a scholarship, but there's only so many scholarships out there, so there's a lot of kickers that, you know, have to find a place to go walk on. Yeah. And because of the, the number of kickers out there, um, we have a tryout every year. And, you know, we'll have four or five kids who are enrolled at NC State that were high school kickers, and they want to just come try out. Yeah. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good ones out there. Yeah. Do you know if he – did he play soccer also at NC State, or did he kind of just adjust no. to the – okay, just the football at NC State? Yeah. Yeah, he he came in as a football player. Okay. And he could, he could kick as well as punt. And – he was he he actually was our kickoff man for i think maybe his last two years mm-hmm. uh, because he he had the leg and he could kick it deeper than anybody um so he was talented in in a lot of different areas yeah and that's one thing obviously we've noticed pretty quickly with Trent. and when you go back to his time there henry at nc state he redshirted his freshman year uh, you mentioned sitting behind A.J. Cole uh, after that. And then in 2019, he and when he started and take, took over that starting role, he set the Wolfpack single-season mark with 47.6 yards per punt. Um, and that kind of just continued through his career of setting these little records for NC State and through the ACC in general. Um, so how often do you guys get a guy like that that walks on and pretty much just comes behind a guy like A.J. Cole who's now also kicking in the NFL and is able to succeed that quickly? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it happens. Um, you know, in our 11 years here at NC State, um, that's that's been the best story mm-hmm. um, that we've had. We signed 
Chris Dunn, who graduated last year, we signed him out of high school as a, as our place kicker, and he ended up winning the Lou Groza Award, you know, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but he was a kid that you know we signed out of high school. Uh, Trenton is uh, kind of the exact opposite. We didn't sign him, and he walked on, and uh, that shows a lot about his. Uh, persistence and his dedication and loyalty to a to a goal and and uh, so you know uh, you you try to plan for certain outcomes you sign a kid but a lot of, sometimes you sign the wrong kid mm-hmm. you know there's there's a lot to it other than just being able to kick the ball but you've got to be able to do it in front of sixty thousand people yeah. Yeah, that seems intimidating. <laughs> pressure and, and all that sort of thing. So, you know, recruiting is, uh, you know, it's easy to, to, to evaluate the measurables, but the, the intangibles, it's not easy to evaluate. And sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. I mean, we've signed some kids over the 11 years that we've been here that hadn't worked out. Yeah. And, you know, they moved on to, to other other places. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of kickers and punters out there. Mm-hmm. Unlike, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you, there weren't, and you really had to find one or make one. Yeah. But now, nowadays, there's so many out there that train and, and uh, you know, that's their specialty. That's all they do. Um, so you ought to be able to go find a good one. Yeah. Coach, a few more for you before I let you go. So personality-wise, you mentioned a little bit about obviously just him sticking through it and kind of pushing through and being that walk-on mm-hmm. and being able to be successful. And a lot of the things I hear about Trenton Gill also are just about how good of a guy he is, how much he helps his community and where he's from and his town and also uh, around NC State. So is that something you guys noticed on the football team, just how that personality also kind of carried into the locker room and was able to be a part of that the, the Wolf Pack in, in a positive light? Without question. Uh, he's a great young man. And his uh, academically, he was always at the top of, of our, uh, our our players. Um, his uh, community service was uh, at the top. You know, we have some requirements that we re- you know require our kids to do a certain amount of community service hours, and Trenton was way ahead in, in that area and he actually was a leader in that area for our team as well um you you can't find a better kid um and we had no issue no problem in any area with him you know on college football teams we have a list we have lists from the academic people we have lists from the campus you know we you want to stay off those lists mm-hmm. and he he was never on any of those lists uh, we you know, that's that was a, a highlight of his and um he's just a great kid got a great family they raised him the right way and he is uh i mean the result is what you see you yeah. know 
Yeah, and those are the stories we love to hear because I think that we we as football fans love football and love football players, but when you also get a guy who is a good, genuinely genuinely good guy that you can cheer for, it makes it even easier. Coach, I, I also talked a little bit about he was drafted. Not many punters get drafted in the NFL. Usually, you know, you get a couple towards the end. Gil went with that 255th pick to the Bears. What do you think stood out to a college team to use one of their few picks that they get in the NFL on a guy like Gil and that punting ability? Well, it's a lot like, you know, us in recruiting. You know, you really don't have to sign one. You can go get three or four, walk on, and pick out the best, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I'm sure the NFL personnel departments, you know, they, they think the same way. Um, but every now and then you run across one that checks all the boxes. And I, I think what they, what they saw was they saw a, a, a long, tall, rangy kid who had a very strong leg and did very well in college as a punter. And in addition to that, he checked all the off the field boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a hard worker. He was uh, never going to be late or a problem in any way. He was going to be a team leader. Um, I think those two or those those things would would indicate to a um, you know, a personnel department that, you know, this kid's got it all. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we would like, you know, if you wait until later on, you know, it's kind of like walking on, you know, a, a really good player who's not quite good enough to get a scholarship. He might have three or four walk-on opportunities. So I think they felt like they needed to go ahead and take him because they didn't want him to go somewhere else. Um so that's that's kind of what I would think mm-hmm. is that they were, you know, they had a kid who every every checklist box they had he checked off on, rather than rather than a kid who maybe was a great talent, yeah, but they weren't quite sure how hard he would work and and take the coaching and and all those other things. So um, I, I think he was just. You know, there's never a no-brainer mm-hmm. in recruiting or in uh, NFL personnel department. There's, there's never one that's an absolute guarantee. But I think he was as close to that as anybody you'd see, and I think they were willing to, you know, to make that investment in him. It's and I yeah it's seemed like it's paid off so far, Coach. Like I said, we went from a punter that the Bears had for a very long time. He left and went to the Packers, and there was a little bit of a concern because, uh, unfortunately, the Bears have had not the best of offenses in recent years, and they're trying to work on that. But there's been a lot of punting involved, so he's been able to come yeah. in and, and step in pretty quickly and to the point where people are talking about your punter and that's exciting for him. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. Um, I'm sure for you at final one, because it kind of bleeds into that. Uh, NC state has, you know, several guys in the NFL right now. Naheem Hines, one of them, another former bear, Justin Jones went to NC state, Um, a couple other guys and Bradley Chubb, Jacoby Brissett, uh, several names that are in the NFL that people talk about and that are known. How cool Mm -hmm. is that for you guys? When you see some of these guys who you saw come from high school into college, and now being able to have success in the NFL. 
Well, it's it's a it's a really you know really nice thing for us in a lot of ways. Number one, it helps us in recruiting. Oh yeah. You know, nowadays most of these kids coming into a college program, you know, if you ask them, hey, what's your goal? They're going to say, well, I want to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to uh, walk into our building and our facility and you see a wall covered in in pictures of those guys, you know, uh, helps us tremendously in recruiting. Um, it, it also helps us when we get kids here to keep them focused and, and, and directed, you know, doing the, the right things, you know, working out, getting their academic stuff in order, staying out of trouble, you know, all those things help us manage the, the program in the right way. Um, so that's another thing. And then, of course, when the, when they come back to to campus in the off season or open dates and things, they'll be down on the sideline and the kids will see them and talk to them. Every one of those kids you mentioned, Jacoby Myers, um, you know, in, in, in Bradley Chubbs last year, there was four kids mm-hmm. in the defensive line, and all four of them are still playing in the NFL. You know, B.J. Hill, Justin Jones, and Contagious Street. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that's pretty that's pretty big stuff right there. Oh yeah. And uh, it, it helps us in 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 all those ways. It's, you know, we had a big uh, fundraising event this past uh, uh, summer. You know, for our NIL situation, and Philip Rivers came back. Um, Mike Glenning. I mean, we had a ton of kids who came back to to participate, and of course, that helps us in fundraising. Oh yeah. So um, you know, there's a ton of, of of benefits that we have while those kids are benefiting by being great players and great kids. So um, you know, we we try to get as much mileage out of that as we can. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate it, Henry, talking to me about yep. Gil. Um, like I said, we love him already here in Chicago. So thanks for all you all you did and uh, getting him onto that football team. And I, I know you guys have a pretty tough schedule this year, obviously coming off Notre Dame and some tough ones ahead with Duke and Miami ranked and UNC ranked. So good luck this season, yeah. and um, I, I hope everything goes as planned. Thanks very much. Uh, thank you. Have a good one. Okay. Bye-bye. Now, thanks to Mr. Trevathan. Uh, it's really cool to hear those stories because obviously if you are not working in the college athletics world, sometimes you don't quite know how those situations work out. And, uh, and even earlier in this interview, when I was talking to Coach Lucemore, he was just talking about how Trent Gill kind of wanted to give up because he was in this place in high school where he was the guy, he was the best kicker around the state. And then you go to high school and where Henry Trevathan just said that there's kickers everywhere like you could just find them there's guys with powerful legs and guys that can be accurate all over the place and for Trent Gill to kind of just tough it out and wait for his turn be a little patient it ended up leading to him getting drafted to an NFL team so it's really cool and I love hearing these stories this is why I do making monsters 
But that is week one. And so now we are headed into week two against Tampa Bay. I am heading down to Tampa tomorrow to go to this game. Hopefully it is better on every level, offensively, defensively. I think special teams probably was the best part of what happened in the game last week. But I want to even a step up from that. Uh, But we just need some sort of momentum. We need whatever Luke Getze was doing and play calling to not do that again uh, because it was awful. And same on the defensive side of the ball. We need guys like Tremaine Edmonds, who we signed into big contracts to be the leaders on defense. I want to see more Javon Dexter. I want to see more Zach Pickens. I want to see Jan get to the ball. Um, Kyler Gordon's hurt. That's going to be very crucial because now we got to figure out what we're doing with Tyreek Stevenson. Josh Blackwell had an injury that he's been dealing with this week. So that's another thing to keep a lookout for to see what exactly that that secondary is going to look like. Um, But it's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is nothing terrifying, but neither was Jordan Love, and we saw how that went. So hopefully this week they start to figure things out a little more, things start to mesh, guys settle into their shoes a little bit, and we see at least a more entertaining game, hopefully a win, because we definitely we have Kansas City next week, and when you don't want to start 0-3 with everything they just put into this um, offense and defense this offseason. But again, thanks for hopping on with – thanks for joining me, guys. This is our first episode of Making Monsters for the 2023 season. I will catch you guys next week.